Hey friends, I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible, and that you're taking care of all the people and plants and pets that are important to you. This show is being made available on May 29th, which this year is Memorial Day here in the United States. If you have or had the day off from work, I hope you were able to enjoy your time. In years past, I've had jobs that gave me the day off and others that didn't, so I completely get it. Regardless, I hope you had a nice weekend. Folks, you're listening to the People Are the Enemy podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. I'm the host of the show. My name is Andy Mascola. In addition to hosting this program, I'm a senior writer for the music blog Surviving the Golden Age, and I'm a novelist. There is no Patreon set up for this podcast, and there are no ads. The only thing I've ever asked of listeners is if you love the show and if you'd like to help support it and myself monetarily, the best way to do that is by purchasing any or all of my books. I'm the author of 10 novels that are all currently available worldwide in both paperback and ebook formats via Amazon. And if you don't use Amazon, you can find all 10 of my titles in ebook format at Google Play. Just search my last name, which is spelled M-A-S-C-O-L-A. That's how you'll find me on Google Play. If you've already purchased any or all of my books, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. the enemy listeners this is episode 282 of the greatest podcast you ever heard in your life people are the enemy thank you for checking it out you beautiful oddballs you wondrous curiosity seekers you found it where else would you be tell him jim morrison that's right i'm not afraid to play the doors come on get into it you know you can't resist that. Listen to that. Go ahead, crap on the doors. Sometimes you need that in your life. Sometimes you need a little doors action. You need a little Jim Morrison. All right, I'm going to pod this down, as they say. Thank you, Jim Morrison. Thank you, fellas. Guess what we're going to do again? We're going to call a friend. Because I screwed up. <laughs> You're going to hear the story in a moment here. We're going to phone a buddy. Hang on. Hopefully we get the, the phone ringing. There we go. Hello. Hello. Is this Thomas Austin? That's me. How are you? Who is this? This, <laughs> this is the man who formerly blocked you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I... Yeah, yeah, I erased your uh, your contact info. You're dead to me. I don't know you. Uh, I blew it with Thomas this week. I, I, uh, if you listened to last week's episode, you heard me talking to Gerard, an old friend, and uh, I talked to you know I talked to Thomas a lot. I talked to my cousin John a lot, and uh, sometimes if I've been talking to them and I'm anticipating a call, I'll I'll block the number. So I'll say, all right, I'll just block it for this phone call. 
but then I've got to remember to unblock it as soon as the call's over. Well, guess who forgot to unblock his friend, Thomas? Me. Oh, boy. I am so sorry, buddy. Poor <laughs> yeah, Thomas. I, and, and again, this is a situation where I was literally checking my email, opening things up on my laptop, getting ready to do the show. And I see this email from Thomas saying, hey, I'm not sure if I did something to offend you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. Like, I knew immediately. I was like, oh, crap. So I immediately unblocked Thomas and sent him an email back saying, no, 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 I'm so, so sorry. So I said, by the way, do you want to do the show? And he said, yeah, tell me when to be ready. And I said, uh, be ready in 20 minutes. And here we are. Thank you so much, Thomas. I've done a lot of talking and now oh, it's your you're turn. Welcome. How are you? It's good. So first question, <laughs> am I allowed to swear? You say whatever you want, buddy. Oh, fuck. Thank God. I'm so much. <laughs> I'm fucking really... Thank you. Thank you for the freedom of speech, Thomas, Andy. Thank it's, you. It's the least I could do for, for, for blocking you. you. Let Jeez. me say the F-bomb. You go ahead. You feel oh, free. Man. No, yeah, so there's... It was like a three-day period, and we talk all the time, so I'm wondering, first, are you okay? First, I, I, I think the, the initial thought, hey, first of all, can you hear me okay? You sound great. Okay, good. Oh, yeah, well, thank you. Well, you're welcome, Andy. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm glad I can sound great on your show. <laughs> so, no, I think, um, I think, oh, I, maybe his phone, maybe his phone died, or you you know, like I, I've lost a lot of phones or I broke, you know, I've dropped phones and destroyed them by accident. So I'm thinking, oh man, maybe he lost his phone. And then there was that little ring when you block somebody, I guess there's like a little ring. And then the, uh, then the, the voicemail, I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on? So after like three days, I'm like, now I'm really worried. Is he okay? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And then I'm like, the only way to know if you block somebody is to call them star six, seven. And I'm like, maybe he accidentally blocked me or for a reason. And then it, I called from like another number and it rang and I'm like, Oh no. And I'm thinking, what did I say? But, uh, you know, after emailing you, thanks for getting back to me. I, I was happy to see that. I was relieved like, Oh man, but I don't drink anymore. So I've, Somebody who was a, is a, a formerly a heavy drinker or a, a formerly an alcoholic or recovering alcoholic, that happens a lot, you know, where you wake up and go, oh, shit. Luckily, I don't have that problem anymore, but well, you I, wake I, up and you go, oh, shit, what did I do? Oh, what did yeah. I say? Damn yeah. it. Well, I'll <laughs> tell you, like, uh, much, I can't, I can't, I can't uh, relate to that as I've never um, had that issue. Fortunately, but one issue that I'd had had in the past and you know, I'd had this and I talked to you about it is if I was angry with somebody, I would, I would immediately isolate. So I would just not call them back and not talk Me to too. them and just cut them off entirely Me too. and through therapy. And I'm not afraid to admit this. I've, you know, I've talked about therapy on, on the show. Uh, I've learned that that is not the way to handle things. It's better to let people know how they made you feel. And it's not an Absolutely. easy thing for me to do. But I remember telling you at one point, I said, hey, just so you know, I will never, like, I'll always tell you how I feel going forward because uh, because I, I understand that. that. Oh, of course. Most people don't. If you think about it, most people um, handle it in other ways. That's a really... Uh, uncommon i think with what, what you're talking about well it's i think it's uncommon most likely because it's it's difficult 
you know, I, I, I mean, I feel like it's difficult. It's, it's hard for me to, to, to sit down and say, you made me feel bad when you blah, blah. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. oh, geez. I feel like, I don't know. It just doesn't feel natural for me. I was going to say, you know, I feel like less, less of a, a, less masculine, but that's a horrible thing to say. There's no reason why yeah. you can't be uh, a masculine dude. And also talk about your feelings. I think that's uh, that's yeah, perfectly okay. It's, it's you know what I think it's more masculine or tough, whatever whatever you want to call it, to be able to face. You know, especially if it's somebody you care about, it's yep. worth it. It's just uncomfortable. That's all it is. It's just uncomfortable, and I think it takes courage to to face to say, "Hey, you hurt my feelings because of this," or "I'm offended because when you did this." I I also. Uh, and a big believer in therapy. I haven't gone in a while. If you want to talk about that, actually, that's well, something that's going on. An update in my life that I could talk about. Well, you were gonna you were gonna mention when when I called you uh, in order to you know when when you called me rather, and I immediately mm-hmm. apologized profusely uh, for for blocking you. <laughs> you said you said oh I just did this new thing, and then and then yeah. you said oh wait I could talk about it on uh, with you for the show. Yeah. Do you want to talk about yeah. that? What what is yeah, that? Yeah, sure. I'm excited. Sure. Should I be excited? So yeah, I mean it's it's not it's not a big deal. It's not as a big deal of therapy. It's therapeutic. But uh, let me preface with um, so I haven't done therapy. So me, I moved to Florida, back to Florida. I left New England um, to follow the woman that I love, and uh, we could talk about that another time. But it's been a long process to moving to my back to my home state, my own old stomping grounds in Tampa, Florida. There's been a lot of um, apprehension, to say the least, moving back here. But I landed on my feet. Um, things have been rocky in my relationship, and a lot of it is because of um, I stopped doing therapy. I was doing therapy religiously, you could say, once a week. And I had, a, I had formed a really good relationship with my therapist. And you don't think about these things when you move. You don't think about the support network. Like even you, having you as like one of my best friends and being being so close with you that when, I, when you move, even if you don't see each other that often, that support system, you know, or the different, different types or different, uh, I don't know, aspects or whatever of, of your support system so i come down here anyways i have um, i haven't really pursued therapy as much as i should have up until recently and i reached out to my old therapist in new england and she's willing to uh regularly see me again via zoom until i find someone here which is great but that's not what i was referring to so I gained a bunch of weight in, uh, you know, I quit smoking. So it's been about a year since I quit tobacco, smoking cigarettes. And I gained a bunch of weight from that and maybe a little bit of depression and anxiety from the move. So I, I gained probably about 30 or 40 pounds, if, if, if not 50. So I get up to, uh, you know, I'm gaining weight and I'm starting to feel it. I'm starting to feel more weight in my body and my joints, everything, all of the negative things that come with gaining weight. And I get to this breaking point where my, my blood pressure is high and I'm, I'm starting to deal with some uh, health issues because of it. And I'm like, I've got to turn this around. 
So I started uh, about a month ago. I started going on the treadmill, and that's uh, along with using Noon. And if I could talk about it, where I heard about Noon, not trying to promote them or anything. It's just helped me. But yesterday, I know I'm rambling now, but yesterday uh, I did my regular routine, which is get off work, go to the treadmill for 30 to 45 minutes. But we also have a pool where I live. I live in an apartment complex when we have a pool. And I'm like, you know, let me try the water. Let me let me do my treadmill and then let me see if I can add on 20 or 30 minutes of just swimming in the pool because I heard that's great exercise. What I didn't realize what the pool did other than the exercise and like burning calories was it got me away from my fucking phone for 20 or 30 minutes. I didn't realize how attached to my phone, my device, my earbud, my screen, my texting, YouTube, everything, checking my Instagram, my email all day long, even at work. So to get in the pool, I had to pull my earbud out and set my phone down. And it was like, you were taking a baby bottle away from a baby. It, it was like this really uncomfortable feeling. And I'm like, I wake up and I grab my phone. I, you know, I go to the bathroom, even in the shower, I watch YouTubes. And I, you know, I watch a lot of pause as you know, I watch a lot of motivational things, you know, humor or whatever. Um, not that it's all negative, but it's, I think I've oversaturated my life with my device and it felt really good to jump in that pool and disconnect and it took me a few minutes but i'm like you know what this that really helped it helped with you know just being able to quiet myself for a minute and um, that's what i wanted to share with you i was like uh this is this could be something good so i'm going to continue to do that i think it's going to be good for me just to disconnect from my device just for like a half an hour i'm just going to start there so that's what it was do you really watch youtube in the shower oh all the time <laughs> Oh, my girlfriend gives me so much shit. Because I know if, if we, she's like, hey, let's, you know, shower. Not trying to be, you know, graphic or anything. But, hey, let's shower together. Let's save some time or, you know, shower together like couples do. I will sometimes be like, okay, but let me finish this YouTube first because she hates it. She's like, you're bringing your effing phone in the shower. I'm like, yeah, I'm watching this show. I'm watching, I'm finishing Peacemaker. Like, I got into Peacemaker. Thanks, you. It's a great show. But, yeah. Is it a waterproof phone, Thomas? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, most most phones are now, but it's yeah. Same yeah, phone. I don't. You know, I I think you still, well, you still use the same brand that you were using before the Samsung, not to promote Samsung. Anything. But I'm an iPhone guy, and I I've had just an issue where I've gotten just a it got it moderately wet, and it said uh it, you know uh, it's given me some kind of like warning about getting too wet, and I was like oh I got to make sure oh, this thing stays okay. dry. So yeah, so I think that's probably. Probably plus one in the uh, in the column. They're making the them. They're making them pretty uh, water resistant now. But I don't bring it. I don't hold it in the shower. I'll like set it up on like where there's like a um, a hand towel rack or the the washcloth rack where it's mostly dry. Yeah. I'll just set it up there like at eye level. But you know, I I don't know if your phone does this. I know iPhones do this where they'll give you an update at the end of the week and tell you how much time you've used the phone per day. No. No, you told me about oh, that. Oh, dear. Yeah, so it's startling <laughs> sometimes. But but I always think about this. I always think, well, if I walk the dog and I'm listening to podcasts for an hour, that's using the phone. I'm not, I mean, it's in my pocket, 
and I'm listening remotely to podcasts. That's true. And then if I'm at work and I listen to like four or five albums in a row, then that's, you know, that's using the phone also. So I'm like, all right, so maybe it's not that bad. <laughs> this is what I tell myself so I don't feel like, holy moly, my phone is like a full-time job, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, no, I, I agree, though. I think when you're listening to something like that, if you're not looking at it, I think it's, it's it, at that point, it's almost becoming a radio. Yeah, and I assume that the phone logs that as time in use, which would make sense. Also, a phone call like this, and then when you and I talk, we'll talk for an hour, hour and a half at a shot mm -hmm. sometimes in the late yeah. afternoons or in the early mornings, and oh, yeah. uh, I suppose that's that's logging phone time also. You know, Again, this is what I tell myself. I don't, so basically, I differentiate between like phone use time and literal like eyeballs on the screen and you know time you know what i mean yeah yeah so anyway i'm glad you know you're, just... i'm glad you're doing good buddy and i'm glad you're staying healthy and uh yeah thank you and you're my friend and uh i'll i will never i will never block you without telling you why <laughs> going forward <laughs> just trust trust that and i do miss you man i you know you did the show a few times you while you're up here and it was it was so much fun uh, and, uh, I remember, and I was telling you this recently, that there was a time when I was really struggling to get something off the ground in terms of this show, and you called, and I think we ended up talking about Mother's Day or something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So. I was, like, at a dunk's parking lot or something, I was like, hey, you're like, hey, I'm doing a show, what's going on? I'm like, alright, cool, man, fuck yeah. it, let's roll, baby. <laughs> you're the best, buddy. I love you, and I you appreciate too, I, I appreciate you. you. And uh, I'm, death, I'm glad you're doing good. I, I I can't wait to see you again. I hope I hope that uh, you and uh, your lady friend come up this way soon. Absolutely. Uh, an update on that is we are going to book our. I think we're going to book our tickets or at least look into tickets today. So it's, I think over this because my weekends is today and tomorrow. I'm sorry, tomorrow and the next day we're gonna, we're going to get our tickets to go up there, and she knows that. Um, part of my trip up there is going to be, I want to want to spend some time in your area and yeah. some time with you and see you guys. Even if it's just, uh, let us take you out to dinner. Let, uh, let, uh, Julie and I take you guys out to dinner. I think that would be a fun night. Oh, I'd love it. I yeah. love that. Yeah. On us, obviously. I love that. <laughs> your choice. And, and, uh, it's, uh, it, it would be, a, it would be a delight. I, I would, I can't oh, wait to yeah. see you again. I can't wait. One thing I want to want to thank you about. I I did watch. Uh, if you don't mind telling your fans, a, good, a great suggestion was uh, the Peacemaker series. Oh yeah, it's so much fun, isn't it? It was so much yeah. fun, and it. <laughs> I really appreciate it. That, that, now I'm looking forward to, or if I'm hoping that there's going to be a second season. But yeah, it's a weird. A he's show. it's a weird character. It's funny if only because he's kind of a so he's kind crazy. of a douchebag. Oh yeah, he's a real douchebag. You know what I mean? And he's you kind a big of douchebag. Yeah, and you you hate him, but you also kind of root for him. It's a weird, yeah. it's a weird love hate uh, kind of thing with that with that protagonist. And it, I suppose it's the fact like the that Bill Murray oh, thing. What's he, that? I was gonna say, it it helps that his father is so horrible that you kind oh, of like, yeah. oh yeah. So this is why he's the way he is because his father, yeah. the, the Robert, yeah. is it Robert Patrick? Is that the name of the Robert, character? Uh, yeah, Robert Patrick. That's right. Who plays his dad? T one thousand. That's right. Yep. Yeah, who got to start Terminator? We were talking about that guy, but yeah, for listeners who don't don't know, uh, the Peacemaker is played by John Cena. It's an HBO series that was on, I think, about a year and a half, two years ago, and and 
he's kind of like a douchebag superhero. <laughs> and his father is uh, an awful, hateful neo-Nazi type. Yeah. That's the best way to put it. Um, so, so it kind of, like and I said, grew up, and you know what, if you, it, it deals with a lot of, it deals with a lot of, uh, deals with trauma, sure. deals with abuse, um, just, uh, the, the, the whole family dynamic that he had from just having an evil, abusive father. Yeah. Yeah. And then he kind of comes, you know, I don't want to give anything. I away, think it's relatable. I think like James Gunn tends to do that because that seems to have been the overall theme in. Guardians of the Galaxy also, right? Isn't it wasn't it like fathers? Yeah, that's right. And kind of a broken home. Yeah. Looking for looking for love, looking for friendship, finding a family, a tribe of your own. Yeah. And kind of having them correct you too because when you have a good group of friends, um which I think we could all benefit from, it's like you can you you get to when people really care about you, people you kind of see when they call you on your bullshit, you know, if you're living alone and you're constantly just, you know, telling yourself that whatever you're doing is okay. It's really good to have friends to be like, Hey man, um, or the other way around when you're having a hard time and, and you're hard on yourself. It's good. You've done that to me many times where you say, Hey, you're being too hard on yourself. Uh, you should just, you know, be proud of X, Y, and Z. So I'm glad to have you as a friend, man. I'm, I'm very grateful to, call you oh that's sweet man and i'm obviously i i love you and uh i'm grateful to have you as a friend too and this has been been a fun call and i i sincerely appreciate your time thomas thanks for jumping in the breach here anytime my friend and uh anytime. i promise i promise if i ever block you i will make sure to absolutely unblock okay. you immediately <laughs> and you're you're my next guest on my podcast i love I it like to have you i love it and by the way that's the kudos podcast uh, thomas is re, re is it safe to say rebooting yeah as rebooting as rebooting um, I'm, I'm attempting the, uh, the next episode that's coming out is going to be, uh, on YouTube. So I'm going to try and make an attempt at doing video interviews and just video and, uh, putting that on YouTube to see how it goes. Good so for again. you. I've said it before and I'll, I'll say it again. This is, there will be no video component to this program, meaning the people are the enemy program. I am talking to you right now with my shirt off because <laughs> yes. I'm hot and I haven't showered. <laughs> no, I, I look it. awful. <laughs> You're a purist, and you've got a great show. Oh, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Yeah. No, I'm proud of the show, and I I love it. And we we always have a good time here. So this has been so great. And thank you again so much for jumping in. And I will will talk to you in the future. But I'm going to hand things off right now. All right. Thank you, my friend. You're welcome, buddy. I'm going to hand things off right now to our friend Rachel from Des Moines. And she is going to give you the chart chat. So without any further ado, take it away, Rachel. Thanks, Andy. Hello, and welcome back to Rachel's Chart Chat for another week. Thanks to everyone who listened last week. I got some nice comments and feedback, and I'm glad we can all agree that James Taylor is a dork and Carly Simon is better off without him riding the Staten Island Ferry with her girlfriends. On Friday, I tweeted out a thought about the 1988 workout tape by Richard Simmons called Sweatin' to the Oldies. I thought it could be ripe for the types of passage-of-time comparison posts that, intentionally or not, tend to rile up people of a certain age. Essentially, what sorts of songs might be on such a tape if it were released in 2023? My calculation method was inspired by a widget on time.com that let you compare the relative popularity of your name from your birth year in different years. So for my example, Rachel, based on the year I was born, that was as popular as the name Luna in 2018. 
I pretty much looked at where each song fell on the year-end charts and then compared it with the distance to 88 and then found the re same relative song the same distance from 2023. I had backup methods that involved its peak position and what week out of the year that was. I considered other methods, but these seemed to be the most manageable. I want to say also that all the songs on this tape are performed by a live band. They really do a great job. They have you know full instrumentation, uh, backup singers, you know horn section. It's really nice. The band starts off with playing Dancing in the Street by Martha and the Vandellas. This song made it to number two back in August 22nd of 1964, and it was the overall number 17 song for 1964. So when we look at the 99 chart, the overall number 17 song for that year is... Somebody told me the world is so that's, of course, All Star by Smash Mouth. That song reached a peak of number four on August 14th of 99. It was the first single off of their second album, Astro Lounge, and it was also from the Mystery Men soundtrack. And I learned that Smash Mouth were from San Jose. Uh, this song kind of became an internet meme in the 2010s, and it did rechart again on some digital singles charts, I read. So I think that seems like a good one for a workout tape. Great one to start out with. Good, good walking beat, it seems like. The second song the band plays is Beyond the Sea by Bobby Darin. This made it to number six on March 5th, 1960, and it was the overall number 32 song for 1960. The overall number 32 song for 95 is Someone to Love by John B. featuring Babyface. I have to be honest, I don't really remember that song, and it didn't really feel super strong for a workout tape. But uh, by the other method that I mentioned, I came, to, uh, I came upon this one. And that is Another Night by Real McCoy. They are a German group. This was their first single off of their second album, Space Invaders, and it was a, a lo you know, local hit in, the, in Germany in 1993, and then it made it on to Canada's dance charts, where it hit number one in 94, and then Clive Davis uh, took notice of it and wanted to introduce them to the States. And so that, uh, that song reached uh, number six in early March of 95. It did eventually go on to hit number three. Number three on, our on the tape is On Broadway, which was originally first done by the Drifters in 1963. It made it to number nine, and it was not on the year-end chart for 63. Uh, and then in 1978, George Benson covered it with a little bit of different style. And when I listen to the band play it on the tape, it sounds much more like the George Benson version to me. Uh, and that hit number seven on June 10th of 1978 and would go on to be the number 55 song for that year. And I looked up the number 55 song for 2013, you will not believe what I heard. So that is uh, Gangnam Style by Psy uh, from South Korea. Uh, his song, the, so that made it to number two on October 6th of 2012. The song is very known for its YouTube video. It was a worldwide smash. I read that it was the first video that made it to 1 billion views on the platform. And it actually broke YouTube's view counter of the data type that was used to store the number of counts. It was an overflow situation. Obviously, that's a, you know, that's a good one for working out because with the horse dance and everything. Uh, but I did want to mention that the one of the alternative methods gave us, or both alternative methods gave us I Love It by Icona Pop featuring Charlie XCX. So, you know, why not throw that one on there too? The fourth song on the tape is Is My Party by Leslie Gore, which was a number one hit in May of 63. And it was number 29 overall for 1963. Our number 29 song overall for 1998 is Show Me Love by Robin. That's Robin with a Y, a Swedish singer. And uh, she's the same Robin that you may know from the song Dancing On My Own. 
This was a single off of her album Robin Is Here from 1995. Um, it hit a peak of number seven in the US on November 29th of 97. And this one, I think it's a little bit slow, but I did see it featured on a workout playlist in Spotify. Uh, your other options are Too Close by the group Next, which I think has a little better uh, beat for working out to. And then also The Boy Is Mine by Brandy and Monica. Our fifth song on the tape is Peggy Sue by Buddy Holly. This was a number three hit in January 27th of 1958, and it was number 50 overall for that year. And the corresponding number 50 from 1993 is... And that's, of course, What's Up by Four Non Blondes. Um, this hit number 14 on August 14th of 93, and it was the number 50 for the year. Uh, this group was from San Francisco. They were together from 89 to 94. This was the second single released off of their only album, Bigger, Better, Faster, More. And it seems like they really made the most of their time kind of in the spotlight. They appeared on two movie soundtracks and contributed to two different tribute albums. The sixth song on the tape is Great Balls of Fire by Jerry Lee Lewis. This made hit number two on January 6th of 1958, and it was number 36 for the year. And the corresponding uh, hit from 93 is... I'll Do Anything for Love, But I Won't Do That by Meatloaf. This song went to number one on November 6th of 93, and it was number 36 overall for the year. This is the first time in the U.S. Top 10 for Meatloaf, following his three top 40 appearances in the 70s. This is the first single off of his sixth album, Bat Out of Hell 2, Back Into Hell, which was his big comeback. And this one had a famous video, and the song was all written by Jim Steinman, just as his earlier hits were. And the other calculation methods gives us Rump Shaker by Rex in Effect, and so I'd be a fool to leave that off of this playlist. The seventh song up is Wipeout by the Surfaris. This made it to number two on August 10th of 1963, and it was number 14 overall for the year. And the corresponding hit from 98 is... And uh, no, that's not He's the Greatest Dancer. That's Getting Jiggy With It by Will Smith. This was his third single off what they're calling his debut solo album, because I guess everything else was his uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff. And uh, that was called Big Willie Style. And that was number 14 for the year of 98. Oh, and it hit number one on March 14th. The eighth song on the workout tape is He's a Rebel by The Crystals. This hit number one on November 3rd of 1962. Unfortunately, it was too late in the year to make the year-end chart, um, but I did read an, an alternate one of a different calculation method that put it at number 12, which we'll go with that because what that gets us is the song Mbop by Hanson, which I think is an absolutely great choice for doing a little sweat into the oldies type of workout too. The song made number one on May 24th of 97, and it was number 12 overall for the year. This is the first single off of their debut studio slash major label album, Middle of Nowhere. They had had some other independent releases before that. And it's worth mentioning the alternate calculations give us Candle in the Wind 97 because that was just number one for forever in that year. Up next on the tape is a song called Personality by Lloyd Price. I feel like this one might be the least known. This made it to number two in June 20th of 1959 and it was number three overall for the year. And number three overall for 1994 is I'll Make Love to You by Boys to Men, which I think that could work as like a cool down song, but I don't really know about it for working out. Um, it was a number one hit uh, starting from August 27th of 1994 for 14 weeks. It's wild to me that a song could have that many, could be a number one for that long, and it's only number three on the year. 
uh, but the, via the other methods it gets us I'll Remember by Madonna, which has a pretty good beat, and then Anytime, Anyplace by Janet Jackson, which I have to admit I don't really remember. And finally on the tape, as uh, for the cool down, they're uh, working out to Ain't No Mountain High Enough. This was originally done by Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. That made number 19 on July 15th of 1967, and it was number 87 overall for the year. But I feel like the band sounds like they're doing the Diana Ross version that came out in 1970, and that made it to number one. But the equivalent song for that is Gold Digger, and that was using all three methods, and I don't really want to include that one. So we're going to go with that uh, original version from 67. The comparison song comes from 2002, which is Standing Still by Jewel song reached number 25 on february 16th of 2002 and i had to admit i may have more fondness for this song than most it reminds me of uh, working at the grocery store in my college job uh, so i mentioned that we had have a real live band on the tape and i looked up the band members and almost all of them had been involved with bruce willis for his uh, return of bruno album and special every musician listed in the credits that i could find a discogs page for has a half dozen to a hundred credits of their session work over the years. And I learned that two of them actually played on It's Almost Like Love on the Yes album Big Generator. And that was really exciting for me. So we ended up with kind of, I think, a decent collection of songs from the 90s and early 2000s. I was just wondering if people had their own methods that they might use to find the uh, equivalents or uh, what you thought of these picks. So as always, let me know. Well, that's all for me this week. Thanks so much for listening. Back to you, Andy. Thank you, Rachel. As always, awesome stuff. This has been episode 282 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you, Thomas Austin. Thank you, Rachel from Des Moines. We love you. Peace.